Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Uh, that's about as close as I come to just not saying it and walking out of the studio. <laughs> you, ever, you ever do that? Well, you don't because you, you're a robot. But uh, when you're about to start a show and then you think you think about the whole show in front of you and then you're like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. That's No, not with the show. That's how I felt before a marathon before where you just think, nope. Because you, you can see every hour ahead of you. That's nope. what I thought before every marathon I've run to. I know. And the nope won. That's what. That's <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do it, and then I was like, Man. That's how Kevin nope and I met. wins. <laughs> nope wins so much. Yeah. Nope is a champ. It's like the globe trotters. It's like the Michael Jordan of thoughts. <laughs> nope. Oh, dude. <laughs> God. Yes, hardly ever. Yes is the generals. They hardly ever. <laughs> never <laughs> wins. And when they do, it's a real story. Yeah. I know. It's like wow. He said like, yes. Holy crap. What the heck? <laughs> God, I love Nope so much. A real Cinderella story for the yes. I've got one of those. I have to be kind of careful about this because I, I don't want to be mean at all. But you guys can see here that I have uh, big blisters on the insides, like where your thumb and your forefinger go. And uh, so here's the part I have to be careful about. Uh, for a while now, there's been a guy uh, who knocked on my door a couple years ago, mm. uh, down on his luck, asked if he could do from, some work for me. I said yes. Uh, we developed a relationship, and I would overpay him to do whatever jobs it was, mowing, leaves, things like that. And then it kind of became, like, non-work-related. Mm. And and eventually I just had to say, like, hey, man, uh, got my own thing, got kids in school, got, you know, just, it has to be work-related. And uh, very recently it was, like, an emergency, and uh, I promise I'll get to the leaves tomorrow. And so went ahead and gave him the money. And never heard from him again. Oh. So uh, I don't own a rake. Uh, And so last night Mm -hmm. in the dark cover of night, because like the leaves have to be out so that they can pick them up, you know, like with the little vacuum thing. Uh, Last night, all night, pretty much, I was out snow shoveling the leaves (laughs) off of my lawn. (laughs) Yes. Like a sane person would do. Exactly. Yes. That seems like, like it would like, not go like, very well. Like a successful 59-year-old, well-educated man would do. Yes. So. That uh, had no, to take a while. No good deed. It took a little bit. It took I a little like bit. especially, hopefully the leaves were still kind of wet because dry leaves on a sh- Snow shovel would be an exercise of futility. Yeah, they would around. just blow yeah. off the it's snow Pretty shovel. gusty last night too. <laughs> We're uh, uh-huh. yep. pretty gusty. I think if you really you want have to a ch- big yard, uh, I got a lot of trees. A lot of trees. Uh, a lot of trees. Yeah. So it, the it yard looked out. a lot bigger once he picked up the show. <laughs> I'll, tell snow shovel. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that for free. Like, no, nope, tell you that for free. That's. I've been creative with stuff like that before, but never that. You ought to challenge yeah. yourself that and pick up a lot. Pick up the leaves individually, one by one, with your hand. Did you actually scoop them, or did you just use like the I shovel backwards every, and brushed them? I like, did every them. possible thing you can think of. <laughs> Which was the best? I, I, I rode it for a while, like Harry Potter playing <laughs> playing fidget or whatever that game is. Fidget. <laughs> Anything like it was like when Quidditch. they when they tested the Planet of the Apes in the old movies. And they gave them a banana and a bo- boxes, and they climbed up and got the banana. That was me last night with my snow shovel. So. <laughs> He's like. What did you find to be the best technique with the snow shovel then? The scrapings? Yeah, scraping. the backwards. Yep. Upside, yeah, the backwards yep. scrape. Yeah. Yep. And then the uh, uh, shoveling and then covering it with one hand and then walking into the wind. <laughs> and then, yeah, so. Anyway. At least it was, least it was awesome. warm out. 
Was it? Was it? No, no was it was it pretty warm? chilly. Very temperate. No, yeah, it was, no, it was, it was chilly yeah, and windy. A, Wind chill was probably like it's a balmy thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> I was joking about how it was. Icy. So, uh, what time did you start this? Uh boo, six. It's like you know the store's still open then. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If he no. Goes, not it's not going to be a. And I agree with Dave on this. You, you've, been with, you've been with me for a year. Yeah, now. I know. I know. It's decent. I, I I don't know what Dave's rationale, but I agree with whatever it is because <laughs> there's no way if I was going to do this to begin with, which come on, but if I was going to, and I had to get a rake. There would not be a two-part thing. Like I would not. Let's go to the store and buy the rake, no. and then come home and then rake. Yeah. That. <laughs> One of those things would happen. Thank you. And then tomorrow would be the next days. day. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. No chance. I agree with that. No I had, chance. Well, I, I'm I, with that. I told this story because we were talking about the nope and the yes. Yeah. And I only had one yes in me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because I was, I'll be honest, I was disappointed that the person had just ghosted yeah, that's true. me once they found out that it's now work, yeah. you know, for money. It's not just money. So, yeah, when you throw trying in a little, not to feel stupid, but yeah, when you throw in a little, like, little bit of pissed off i get what you mean like that's the that's the you know what i'll just get to this another time because you feel like going to the store and getting the rake is the accomplishment for the day oh that's 100 that's it that's a weekend (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) what'd you do got a rake last night (laughs) when are you gonna (laughs) use it tomorrow everybody goes oh this is the first time in my life i've ever felt like a handyman (laughs) it's the best nothing has ever been truer than what ron's just said about the rake that's my mentality when it comes to that type of that type of labor. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, that's hard. But like running eight thousand miles is. I would rather run a hundred miles. Than <laughs> I would for rather rake minutes. every yard than run a marathon. Every yard, all of them. Well, there's also too. This, this is even worse because I'm embarrassed because I was, you know counting on this guy to yeah. do the bargain mm. and uh, and when that didn't happen so I'm the only yard that has leaves which is you know I'm kind of that guy anyway <laughs> and uh, and and so now I'm the only guy with leaves in his yard who's now doing it with a snow shovel and so I'm doing it at night and anytime someone, I would sense someone walking their dog or a car would come around. Oh, no. You'd stop. 59. Law school degree. Dave Glover. Radio Dynasty. I would drop the shovel. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Drop and the shovel so they can't I see Pretend I was, it. like, yeah. tying my shoes there you or go. something. I'm yeah. expecting this yeah. yard. Oh. Here's a hack. That's oh, awesome. there's my not, Kennedy half dollar. Not that I've ever had that same experience before, but the hack is you put a drink over a little ways away from you. And when you sense that, you go get a drink. Except oh. it's like the middle of the night and it's 30 degrees. Yeah. Oh, it could be hot you chocolate look or whatever. It's just as weird, yeah. like standing in your front yard oh, getting Dave, a Dave, sip of. Dave's drinking a block of ice out of his, <laughs> out of his cup. Nobody. So the whole thing <laughs> yeah. was just like, you know, the physical part of it was the least. The embarrassment. And and the hypervigilance of when is someone going to walk by and go, you know, they make a, an implement for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to borrow my rake? You want to borrow my rake? <laughs> That's what you get right away. I should have said, I should have just scared and said, like, oh, there's snow. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, had, I had an inc- uh, I don't I don't want to call it an incident because no, nothing really bad happened. But I had a moment like, I mean, it's two years ago. My lawnmower would not start. It was like the beginning of the spring. It hadn't run since the previous summer. And it would not start. And I didn't realize this, but I was cursing it out really loud, like the whole neighborhood could hear it. <laughs> no. And a guy I've you? never, no. a guy that I've never spoken to before or since comes from like four houses now. And he goes, 
you can borrow my lawnmower if you want. <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> I was like, thank you. This will start it's, eventually. It's a little late now. Yeah. And I should know this again, 59 years old. But can you just mow leaves? Yeah, if you ba- especially if you're bagging them. If you don't bag them, it's going to be messy. Yeah, because then it's just turning them into a billion smaller leaves. Yeah, I mean, if it's a light, if it's like a light cover of leaves, yes, they'll fall apart and they'll you know they'll mesh in there. Uh, But if it's a lot, then it just kills your grass. Yeah, yeah. But the bagging thing's actually a lot easier than raking. (laughs) I do. That's how I pick up my leaves. I don't have a lot of leaves because we don't have a lot of trees. Most anything would have been easier than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel like trying to dig a hole with a snow shovel. And I know it's. I know it's going to happen. I know I'm going to hear from the gentleman again. Yeah. And it's just going to be, hey, I have an emergency and I'm a schmuck. And I'll probably give him money. What if you just don't respond? Well, hold on. Does he have your rake? <laughs> no, he had one. He had his, he brought He's got his, his own, own rake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all he owns. He's a, bus- he's a businessman. <laughs> just a rake. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not I mean, tough. <laughs> it's you, it's you, not that you're not tough. You uh, just have nice. a soft yeah. You have a soft heart, and when you see that someone's in trouble, even though they've uh, hurt you in the past, you're still like, okay, maybe yep. this time they really need the help. Doesn't mean you're not tough or you can't, you know, take care of business when you need to. But don't be hard on yourself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just being too nice. Mm. That's not. I mean, if somebody says you're too nice, that's not a bad thing. But next time, thing. just be like, all right, you have you have to use the snow shovel. You got to even <laughs> yeah. this out. <laughs> right. That's it. We were talking about how uh, Yadier Molina has been named something. We'll get to that. That's not the important part. Uh, and then uh, AIM was like, oh, I could give him some tips. You are currently? Currently the assistant to the assistant coach of the Incarnate Ward 5th grade boys basketball team. Congrats. Thank you. That's great. Uh, we had practice last night. And I feel pretty good about it. Good for you. Yep. We're going to have a good team. I did that one year. I coached. Uh, I was a teacher's aide, and I was 20, 21. And I coached the the sixth grade basketball team, uh-huh. which is boys and girls. And, Wheels, you'll get this. I don't know if you've ever made this mistake. But being, you know, 20, 21, full of you-know-what and vinegar, just coming off my college career, I'm like Bobby Knight. And I'm trying to teach these kids. I'm like, pick and roll, pick and roll. It's a box and one, not the wheel. And they're just trying to make a basket. <laughs> and I wasn't like yelling at them. I was just like trying to teach them things that even I didn't understand. Yeah. Well, they're one of the kids. It was an important question. Um, they, they, I guess the coach was asking, you know, is this a good place to shoot from? Because he was directly under the net. And he's like, yes. And the coach is like, no. And the one other kid said, well, what if you shoot it straight up through the hoop and then it goes back <laughs> Yeah, that down. works. That works. And I don't know. Technically, that might count. I'm not really sure. But we, we discouraged that it, it approach. Doesn't. No, that doesn't work. It, <laughs> it does doesn't not. Count. No, that's not. We yeah, discouraged you can't do that, that approach. Yeah. Um, I know this will not happen to you. I had a friend in college who, while we were in college, was coaching grade school boys basketball on Sunday mornings. Uh-huh. He had <laughs> Sunday mornings. And this guy used to go out and he <laughs> he showed up to practice once and one of the kids says, "Coach, you smell like beer." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "It's whiskey. It's not <laughs> it's not beer." beer but dude, you can't they can't be hung over coach and I know Amy won't do that. Right. You won't have that problem. That's one of the biggest differences. Rach has something on the show sheet about what's different from when you're a kid. Uh, I mean, you know, 
you and I grew up together, right? Same kind of east side little town. And I never once had a coach that wasn't just a dad. And none of them had played ball. They were all construction yeah. workers, right? They didn't have time to play Little League ball. And uh, most of the years, and this is not an exaggeration or a comedy bit, they would have a beer in their hand as they were coaching first or third. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, right? if we didn't yeah. have that. And so but. the uh, I loved sports. <laughs> I was pretty good at sports. But everything I learned either was self-taught or I learned from a friend. Uh, not one time in my life until like high school did an adult go, no, here's how you throw a curveball. You were just like, it's like Lord of the Flies. And and it wasn't like, my dad sucks. He doesn't teach me anything. You just didn't expect it. Dads were dads and the kids were kids. And we liked it that way. But now like select this and people are hiring wheels just to teach them how to play catcher. Like what a change. Yeah, Kevin wouldn't have had a job in the 80s. Oh, no. No. No, no, this thing didn't exist. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we got all, like, my dad taught me a lot, but he didn't know anything. He didn't, I mean, like, you know, he didn't play, he didn't play baseball past the age of like 11 or 12. So he only knew what he would see from other people. He did have, I'll give him this, he had the hustle because he would learn stuff. Like, one of his buddies that worked with him had played in the minor leagues and then had like a cup of coffee in the majors. And he had him come over and work us, work out with me and my brother a couple of times. So he knew to seek good information. But most everything you learned back then was off of instructional videos. Well, that's where I got into my trouble, like seeing the gap in instruction. Yeah, yeah. That's when I opened my karate slash dance studio. Right, oh. right. In my mom and dad's basement. Right. True story. And I had a heavy bag, like a boxing bag, <laughs> and I would charge kids a quarter uh, for uh, karate lessons. And then a lot of times I would throw in the dance lessons. <laughs> What and, a deal. That's and, a good deal. And the That's dance great... lessons came in because uh, a girlfriend of mine, I'm probably 10, had tap shoes, and I was enthralled with them. And so she's <laughs> like, don't take them. And so, and it was a hard, you know, like the, the yeah. basement's like just, you know, tile. Yeah. And, I, and so I'd have three or four kids down there at a time. And uh, one day a dad walked downstairs. And I had a couple kids beating on the heavy bag with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> and a couple kids dancing. And I'm like, heel toe, heel toe. Come on, you sons of bitches. And uh, the dad walks in and he's like, are you, are you the kid? Give my, my kid karate lessons for a quarter. And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, do you know karate, son? And I said, no, sir. And he's like, that's what I thought. Come on. He, Business was over. They <laughs> <laughs> were just scam, about to put on our review. Scam ended. Oh, man. Yelling at the dancing kids. Like, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? Big finish, big finish, big finish. Tell you what, man. That's when I was amazing. a kid and, you know, used to see tap dancers, I used to think that was so cool. Yeah, right? me too. Yeah, yeah Sammy Davis. And, yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I should be a tap Gregory dancer. Hines. We should all take a tap dancing class together. Okay. Well, I can teach it. <laughs> all right, there you go. Here's a quarter, Dave. That's, that's <laughs> digital content if I've ever heard of it. Yes, it is. I got the Alfro in karate. Is a wiffle ball bat Can we always break in boards? karate? Yes. It was in South Roxana. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Imagine walking part. down to the basement and seeing that. <laughs> what is going and on? And that down? was the that was that was for the newbies, the pad ones. Once you once you earned your white belt, you got a cork ball bat. Yeah. <laughs> you got a metal bat. That's so awesome. Yeah, between that and my uh my uh potholder business. I was raking you in the cash. You had a potholder business. Sure did. You were a hustler. Yeah, I was. So, did you make them? Yes, I did. Well, out of? Uh, I had a little kit and uh, little bands, and like I would I remember, sit there yeah. and watch Love Boat and Loom. 
Yeah, my parents couldn't have been prouder. <laughs> So They're thinking awesome. this kid has greatness in his future. One day when he's pushing 60, he'll uh, rake the leaves off his yard in the <laughs> middle of the night with a snow shovel. <laughs> yeah. It's all working out just about the way it should. <laughs> you should go back to teaching tap, I mean, really. Oh, I'm still laughing at the shovel oh. thing because I've done, I've done so many things like that over my life. Oh, thank you. Where you just, oh my God, I mean, I mean, I don't have the proper tools. I'm just gonna, I don't guess. I'll figure something else out. I'm gonna lean into it and get a rake just in time for the first snowfall. <laughs> I'll rake your snow. One thirty four DGS Andrew, yeah. please tell me you booked George Santos last night. <laughs> He's not gone, is he? What do you think he died? No, he might. But did he leave cameo? No. Now we can't afford him. Oh, what? Oh, oh yeah. Out. No, now he's like 500 bucks. Oh, are you serious? 200 two days yeah. ago. Yeah. He said well, he was making six digits already. Yeah. He, he started. This is he is just a, a born scammer. He started at like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, it was 75. I texted Rachel and was like, did you know George Santos is on cameo? And she's like, yeah, he's only 50 bucks. And I'm like, well, now he's up to, just like every 20 minutes he raises his price. What's well, wrong? He's, What's getting, he's getting it. What's wrong with us? He had, I think he has a backlog of something like 500 people. He's got oh. it. So you he's think about it. Limits. It's $500 a minute. Oh. And you have 500 people lined up. Wow. Not oh. even. He has not done one yet. That's a minute long. It's like five hundred dollars for thirty seconds. Is it? Uh, help me understand life on Earth. Is <laughs> it? You know, you'd like to think that there's some sort of comeuppance, but I don't think there is. I mean, I, he is facing charges. That doesn't mean anything in America anymore, does it? That's fair. I mean, really, I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't feel like that means much anymore. This not is if you a, have a ton of money. This is about the most like making a mockery of our institutions. I think I've ever seen ever. Yeah. If it was a send-up, it's perfect. It shows exactly what's wrong with us. This guy's a liar, a thief, and a fraud. And we're all like, isn't that funny? He's funny. Well, it is funny. I mean, I was, I know, it is. I'm laughing. I was <laughs> laughing, too. I'm like, it's, I'm not excluding myself. It's, it's weird. Like, what the hell is wrong with us? Why do we think, like, that's funny, bro, matters more than, that guy's a criminal. He, he defrauded voters to get into Congress. And he's going to make more money than any of us can dream of. <laughs> what? what the hell? I think it's just like a morbid curiosity that that it's a, well, you can say, well, I got, I got a cameo from George Santos, that yeah. crook. Like people who, for whatever reason, um, think it's cool to meet OJ. Yeah. Because I mean, there are those. I've never wanted to meet OJ, but yesterday I was pretty in on the idea of George Santos voicing mm-hmm. liners for us. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I would also probably meet OJ. I would not. Like. I Ugh. probably wouldn't because he is a murderer. Yeah. There's I a big difference. Like, I wouldn't want to like <laughs> hang out line. with him alone. Well, he's yeah. not going to murder you. <laughs> well, still. Oh, well, that makes it okay. Yeah. But if he was like coming through the building for something and I would be like, hey, OJ. You would be curious to at least get a look at him. Yeah. Uh, I'd yeah. have to yeah. see him. Yeah. I think we just value entertainment above all else. So mm-hmm. luckily for jo- George Santos, he is funny. So he gets like a weird pass on a ton of stuff. OJ Simpson is a pretty charming 
individual. So even though he is a murderer, people are like, I'd, I'd love a chance to sit down and talk to him I mean, for like, a little bit. So this the, love to have a beer with him. This is the dynamic, though. It, it, you're, I think you make a good point, Rachel, about like entertainment overall. I think fame overall attaches to that, too, because if O.J. Simpson hadn't been a Hall of Fame running back and a Heisman Trophy winner and all that, nobody would be like, oh, yeah, I want to meet that guy that killed his ex-wife and her boyfriend. Everybody would think that guy would be so far locked away in prison. Nobody would ever go near that person again. But because he was famous before and he was in the naked gun, I'm like, ah, that'd kind of be kind of cool to shake his hand. Uh, I'm not sure quite where I'm going with this, but I think you guys will get it. And we talk about this kind of thing a lot because this show, at least in my mind, is it's just sort of a reflection of society. Like we are just getting together. This is like happy hour. And you get together with your friends and all the tens of thousands of friends out there listening or podcasting. And you just kind of go, what the hell? You know, or like, uh, hey, what's up with Clem or blah, 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 blah. And for example, maybe it's because I'm in radio and I get show prep and I watch TikTok. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just engaged in the content. But I'm... Uh, it's like eating birthday cake for every meal. <laughs> There's no seriousness. Yeah. And, and like here today, test your man with the name one woman challenge. And uh, I literally last week, it was the orange peel challenge. Uh, hand an orange to your lover and say, will you peel this for me? And test to see if they will or if they push back. The week before that, I swear to God, it was three weeks ago. It was the bird challenge where when you're sitting with your significant other, you go, did you see that? That bird out the window, and if they don't show oh, yeah. interest, they're not the right person. Yeah, yeah, I saw so this one. Dumb. I saw what, this one. What's the point of the name one woman? I know thing. what this is because as soon as the, you got, I haven't seen it, I've not seen it, but here's my guess as soon as you name one woman, she'll say, Well, who is that? And why are you thinking of them? Is that what it is? Yes. Like yeah. if if Amy and I are together and Amy goes, Name a woman. Yeah. And I go, Rebecca. Rebecca. Well, who's Rebecca? Why did you think exactly. of Rebecca? Or if I, or if I said uh, Sarah Palin. Like, basically, there's no right answer. Yeah. Except you, uh, like, oh, Amy. And, and then, like, now you're just an ass kisser, right? And, and Which can be also be bad. Like, <laughs> well, you're not much of a man if you're just going to just name me. It's I, a trap. I, exactly. I'm trying to figure this out because I only saw one of them. I saw one yesterday and it was a guy with his newborn. He's, like, half asleep and his wife wakes him up. He's like... Name one woman, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "It feels like a setup." No, she's I like, didn't "She's see like, name one woman." <laughs> and he said, trapping. "He said Dolly Parton," and it just ended. Well, like there was no response and, and, after that. And my point, so answer Dolly my, Parton my, if you get that question. Point is larger in that it feels like life is just a series of party games. You know, how do you make money? Oh, you go to school and you study and you get a job and you this and you get a pension. No, no, you don't. You go on Cameo or you show your boobs on OnlyFans or you're an influencer. Uh, how do you how do you find out whether you're really in love? You ask them to look at a bird. It's like nothing makes sense anymore. Everything is so frivolous and silly. Yeah, well, I think I think we're living right now in an environment where everything is absurd, as you said, frivolous and silly or catastrophic. It is the end of the country. Yeah, it is the end yeah. of democracy. Excellent point. Or yep. it's just the stupidest Excellent point. thing. Excellent point. And that's what I talk about. And I promise I'm not going to go into this deeply again. But in the 70s and 80s and 90s, it felt like a real life. People really worked. People really had girlfriends and boyfriends. People really went to Pizza Hut. Like there wasn't as nearly as much silliness 
and there wasn't nearly as much uh, catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an excellent point. I made him thought of it that way. There's mm-hmm. very. It's almost like the shrinking middle class. Mm-hmm. It's either let's be super super stupid and TikToky challengey, or oh my god, democracy ends next November. Yeah, well, because because moderation isn't sexy. Like nuance isn't sexy. Uh, serious, meaningful distinctions. None of that riles people up, and none of it is particularly emotionally satisfying. If you can look at both sides of something objectively, I'm not talking big, bad, World War II both sides. I'm just talking about, in general, our life. If you can look at something objectively, rationally, and realize not everything is going to be 100% good or 100% bad, a villain versus a hero. You're not going to have that. Most things are kind of in the middle. Like, there's... There are good points to be made for and against a lot of different things. And it's just moderate. And moderate is not that emotional gratification that we want. So if you can be absolutely ridiculous and just indulge of your, all of your most, your basest instincts, you get reality TV. And if you indulge anger and rage, you get our political climate. And sometimes you get both of them together, which is a reality star as a politician. Real world consequences, because it is, I think that that undertone is the reason we can't, people in Congress can't be seen to compromise with the other side. Because you, you've, you've got to be on one end or another. And if you're not getting every single thing, then that's not good enough. And therefore, talks stop. I think we kind of saw that uh, yesterday with the the Senate hearing. It was supposed to be a briefing on Ukraine and Israel funding, and you had Republicans get up and walk out because they wanted to talk border. And, you know, Zelensky wasn't part of the thing, but he was supposed to. And it's like everybody, I think, wants to work on the border. But it's it, it, if you're not getting every single thing you want, then forget it. We're not compromising. So it has real, actual consequences and you might think they're not related but I kind of think they are I think I just think the undertone of it's extreme one way or the other and we have to be in that camp and stay with that camp and protect that camp and if we don't do it then we're then we're allowing the other side to destroy us I think it's I think it's all one big mess and it's all the same can I give you one more of the current uh, online things yeah uh, golden retriever men you know about it? Mm-hmm. You explain it to the to the class. Well, from what I understand, it's like I have a golden retriever boyfriend, and he just does whatever I want. Like that, that's how it comes yes. across yeah. online. Yeah. Like, anyway. a, like, a, like a himbo, like and, a dumb yeah. guy who and just a himbo. You can himbo. do whatever you want. Golden retrievers are pretty happy. And the argument, right? They're like a happy, cheerful. The the argument online is, uh, oh, I would never want one of those. And other people saying, what are you talking about? You wouldn't want a man who would be nice to you and cater to your needs and put your you first in his list of priorities. And so people are fighting now about golden retriever men. Oh, my God. It's very silly because, I mean, if we flipped it and we were like, I have a golden retriever girlfriend. Good point. Everyone would be like, please don't talk about yeah, women you're like objectional, that. <laughs> you're objectifying <laughs> women. Yeah, it's very strange and very childish. But this is this is why I'm single. I'm a, I'm a golden retriever boyfriend. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. I will do no. whatever you want. Yeah. No. No one's buying it, Chris. No, no, yeah, no okay. one is That's buying right. it. Oh, as long as it's what you want to do. I mean, one of your favorite one of your favorite stories to tell is a woman saying 
or you asking a woman, what do you want me to do? And then not doing the thing that she wanted oh, you to do. That's a so. friend of mine. That's a friend of mine. I have one, I have one friend. We were talking about Nope earlier. Yeah. I have one friend in particular, and I don't know why, but I love to tell her no. I don't know what it is. She's like, hey, you, you want to go be part? Like, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with any of that. That's weird, right? Is that the one you <laughs> pretended to have cancer? No, it wasn't cancer. No, I had she a, won't talk no, to no, him no. anymore. That was a big note. He lived in a bubble. She won't take his I was calls. In, I was in... The in remission? Uh, nope. No, no, no. I, I had an autoimmune disease. Come on. Oh, okay. He would, yeah, he would never pull the That's other one. That's very specific. And he lived in a bubble. It was the John That's Travolta right. movie, right? Yeah. It was the John Travolta. Right. He was the boy so in the bubble. It's so much worse than cancer. Was, he lived man, in a bubble. It was such a good bit. Didn't How did you like... explain not being in the bubble when you told her? Uh, somebody else told her. Like, he doesn't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> didn't you, ha- didn't you like, didn't you, like put the down. phone down so that you could so oh. that you could mime getting into the yes. bubble? I absolutely <laughs> for did. the benefit of no yeah. one. Yeah, I don't know, man. That was awesome in high school. That was high school. I was like fourteen or fifteen. You were like four. No, no, no. I was a sophomore. Four. I think. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> it was a great bit. Just. A golden retriever my, would not my, do that. I was thinking that this is going to be my Andy Kaufman moment. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to drag this out for as she long as possible. She found out you were in a bubble when you drove past her house. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, I got to go to school. I realize you were an adult. <laughs> no, but I told her I only had to do it when I slept. Okay. Which doesn't make sense. Either no. you need to do it all the time or not. But she's, you know, come on. <laughs> come on, Dave. I mean, this is for coming from a guy who gave tap dance lessons, and I'm... Oh, but one's way worse than the other. <laughs> I was 15. Leave me alone. No, that's the problem. Oh, yes. You were 15. Yeah. That's what that makes it a... so bad. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. They say your brain isn't fully formed until <laughs> you're 25, you know? I don't know if I'm disgusted or jealous that I didn't do it. <laughs> it was spur of the moment. Spur it wasn't, of the it wasn't, moment? You did, why, I didn't why? premeditate it. Why did you do this? Because... I had this big plastic jar that I was putting things in. You know, a jar. <laughs> this is also known as any He's jar. Like, what if I lived in this and told no, people no, no. about it? I'm on the phone with her, and I'm talking, and and as I was talking, it was echoing back out at me, and I go, oh, this sounds like I'm inside of a thing. And I had this thought, like, oh, I'm going to pretend I have to get inside of a bubble. <laughs> Gotta get in the bubble, babe. Sorry. How long did this go? Oh, we, it was just that time on the phone, and then, you know, we got off the phone, and I said, okay, I gotta go, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I it gotta only lock, lasted about 10, 15 minutes, and then I said, please don't say anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you're putting you know, it on really, her. Really, really. No, she by how long, somebody. By how long did this last? I knew you blame her. Yeah, she went and told somebody the by next day. By how long did this last? We mean, how long did she think you were oh, next the day. man in the bubble? Next day, because she immediately told my secret. Oh, it's her fault, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a horrible person she is. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Three. Curious to see what you guys think about this one. In uh, 2000, uh, doesn't matter what year, was a man in Florida no. learned something the hard way at a casino. He had his female friend push the slot machine button for good luck. Oh, yeah. Hit a $100,000 jackpot, but the casino officials told the guy they had to pay her. Legally, there's no bet until the button is pressed. So even if it's your money, it's whoever presses the button. Things turn sour between the couple, and he never saw a dime. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's they're very strict about everything in a casino. Yep, 
you've you better play everything by the book or you're getting nothing. That's interesting. I wouldn't have yep. I wouldn't have known that. I'm sorry, but you're a real jerk if your friend has you push the button with their money and then you don't at least go like, okay, maybe we can split it 50-50. I mean, that's yeah, she's definitely ridiculous the jerk in that. For sure. I had a, uh, this is a long time ago, a buddy of mine who I lived with uh, right after law school, this happened to his family that a mom gave her son money to buy a lottery ticket mm-hmm. yeah. and hit for like $5 million, And they never spoke again. Except yeah. through lawyers. What? Wow. Yeah. They just, it was, she was like, hey, I won the lottery. He's like, no, you didn't. I did. She's like, it's my money. He's like, I bought it. And they, this is one of the first cases like that. That would have been back in like the 90s. I don't know if this is just a hypothetical, but people who have, which is a, it's a terrible gift, but to buy a lottery ticket for somebody else for a stocking stuffer or whatever. It's a great And gift. it hits. Do you, sh- should that person who won give you anything? Don't tell them and just keep it. Yeah. Well, that's the reason, honestly, that like playing the lotto, I would do it with Nick and I have done it with Nick because I have trust with Nick. And it's not that I don't have trust with you guys, but say, for example, the lotto is really big and I wouldn't want to give Rach money and say, hey, why don't you buy me a ticket? I just wouldn't want that drama because any way it goes, it's bad. Yeah. Right. I would think so. Unless you uh, have it. Agreed upon ahead of time. Right. In you writing. You get 20%. Uh, coming up top of the hour, we have former chief of staff for Donald Trump, Mick Mulvaney. Watch your eyes for God.